Welcome to All Turns and No Breaks. This isn't an ordinary show. This is NASCAR Talk for fans by fans. Welcome back, NASCAR fans. Welcome back to another episode of All Turns No Breaks with the Fantastic Two. And you know that's none other than me and my co-host, Mr. Front Row Kenny. What do you say, Kenny? Yo, what's going on, y'all? Your boy is healthy. Good. <laughs> yes. We doing good. It got, got rid of all that, that nasty COVIDness, right? <laughs> yeah, man. Listen, I'm I'm telling you, it it had finally bit me after what two and a half years or however long it's been now. It feels like a fever dream. But I know, man. Yeah. You, you you went a long time without <laughs> catching it, man. I, dude, yeah, I, man. Well, I mean, you did better than I did. I caught it twice, man. <laughs> oh, man. Since. Yeah, no, I know some people that caught it twice. That's obviously you now, but yes, it's it's crazy. <laughs> yeah, I know, man. You, you, you scared some of our listeners. Some of our listeners were listening to the podcast with a mask on. Uh, <laughs> you can take yeah, the mask man, off Yeah, man, we all now, good folks. over here. Yeah, yeah man. We are, we are good and so we're did feeling you have good, a, which is great. Did you have a better weekend? Yeah, man, it was a it was a solid little weekend at home. Of course, I just wanted to give a, a huge shout out to Loretta and Darius for getting married this weekend. They right tied on. the knot. I wish I could have been there, y'all, but obviously I couldn't. But either way, I was glad you guys were able to stream it on Facebook, so I was able to watch it while I was at home. I was like, my man is getting married. I can't believe it. It doesn't happen. Good lord. <laughs> yeah, man. That, how long were they engaged for? Oh man, I think it was a couple months, and then here oh, we go. They thing thing is, they've been dating for a while, and I'm gonna tell this story real quick. And I remember Darius told me about her when, right before I graduated college, and I will never forget when he asked me about her, and because she was in my my graduating class, and I took a lot of classes with her, and I was, he was like, "Man, he's like, who is that?" I said, "Hey, man, this is her." I said, "Look." <laughs> That's all you, man. Do your thing for real. I told him I was like, man, she's a nice girl, man. Don't say, don't mess it up. You all gonna do it, man. Just do do what you're supposed to do. And well, he done tied the knot, and so clearly he done done what he's supposed to do. He is on vacation or on a honey. They're on their honeymoon right now, so they enjoying themselves. So yeah, man, just wanted to give a big congratulations to the, to the brand new couple. <laughs> wow, that's fantastic, man. Well, that was that. That's a heck of a lot better than the way I did it. You know what I mean? Because like I went and told my brother, I was like, man. I think Ursula's pregnant. He's like, oh, dog. He goes, so what you going to do? I'm like, well, I guess I'm going to have to do things. <laughs> hey, man, you got to do what you got to do. Oh, man. Well, listen, my weekend was absolutely, it was it was enjoyable. I ended up spending it solo. I didn't I didn't go back to L.A. My lady had just had a lot of things going on because we, we're taking a trip this coming weekend to Seattle. Ooh, okay. Yeah, we're, yes, we're going to go to, if, if you guys, I'm going to, I'm going to, now, Kenny, I'm going to tell you and I'm going to tell all our listeners real quick. Me and my girl going down there to go watch. We're going for a concert and we're going. The the venue is at the Gorge right outside of Seattle. And it's like in the middle of nowhere. It's probably like I'm going to I think maybe like a little over an hour away from Seattle. But let me tell you, man, it's a reason why they call it the Gorge. It is absolutely gorgeous. The The venue is like you you start from the top of the hill and when you come to the to the edge of the hill to look down it it looks downward and the 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 stage is right in the middle and on one side it looks like the grand canyon and on the other side it just literally looks just like a a, a 
open field of just prairie and just openness of beauty. It is absolutely amazing. And I, I, like I said, it's just the reason why they call it the Gorge. And I don't care who you go see. It doesn't matter what concert you go see. It doesn't matter if it's rock and roll, country, classic. It doesn't matter. Go see anybody that you can that you like uh, at that venue. Because I've also heard that the Red Rocks is really nice too. And that's a, that's that's one of my other that's one of my other places that I want to go be, before I leave this earth is uh, the Red Rocks. I heard it's a beautiful place to go see a concert. But the Gorge is also one, Kenny. And if you ever get a chance to go there, I highly recommend it because this will be my second time going. And I and I and I can't. Point is, Kenny is that uh, I stayed in Porterville, the little small town that I'm staying in, and uh, I went out and, and uh, saw a buddy of mine who was in town performing, and it was go so good to catch up with him. His name is Jammin' J. Lamont, and if you guys have never heard of him, you gotta go check him out. Look his, look his stuff up on the internet. You can Google him, you can YouTube him. He's got a lot of stuff. His name is Jammin' J. Lamont, or you can look up J. Lamont Comedian and, and Google his name, and, and it, he does just the wonderful, amazing beatbox type of noises with his with, with his mouth it literally he literally sounds like he's playing the record and he's a wonderful singer and as a matter of fact when he's not doing stand-up Kenny he he does background singing for like you know uh, oh, wow uh, as a matter of fact he just he just got off tour for being a backup singer for Denise Williams you and if you don't know who Denise Williams oh man is, that's dope yeah yeah yeah, yeah. old school R&B singer has been around a long time she was huge in the 80s let's hear it for the boys a bunch of other hits that she had but he was doing backup singing for her and and let me tell you the, the guy's just phenomenal but but please go check him out he's a wonderful wonderful guy just a beautiful soul and it, and I don't think I had seen him in more than seven years so this was like even way before the pandemic but it was so nice to see him and it was great to see him and I spent a lot of money on on uh, shoes and clothes this past weekend too so as, <laughs> as much as I tried to stay in town so that I wouldn't go into LA and spend money I ended up spending just as much on myself but you know what sometimes you just got to let loose a little bit on yourself you got to reward yourself you know Hey man, you gotta do that sometimes, man. Look, <laughs> hey, look, treat yourself for real. Like it's a it's a good thing to do. I'm a firm believer in it. Trust and believe me, cause uh, usually around my birthdays in particular, I always buy myself something I really want. You know, just yeah. for me. That's it. Yeah. And and that goes for anybody else. And even if you want to do it in another time, do so. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, I'll tell you who else could also do out do something out there to reward himself and that's mr christopher bell pulls it out this past weekend you know we you know we talked about this a couple of times uh, on the previous podcast kenny and uh, let's go ahead and just jump into some of this nascar talk but uh, you know I, I think we both agreed that that christopher bell was gonna at least win one you know before the year was out yeah, I mean, that, that 20 team has been pretty consistent for most of the year. I think it was just a matter of time for them to finally get a win in a place like this where actually C. Bell, I believe, has won every attempt um, in the Xfinity Series at New Hampshire. For some reason, he's always liked the track, and he looked real comfortable, just like he told his, his crew chief, Adam Stevens. He was like, look, I don't need the coaching at this point in time. I'm good to go. I got this. You know, watch me work. And obviously, he watched him work, and he got a checker flag, and now he is driver number 14 to be locked into the playoffs which means there are only two more spots left and yeah. man we, we we have gotten there but we're going to talk more about the playoffs obviously throughout the remainder of this podcast but i'll give you guys the rest of the top 10 chase elliott came home in second he had a pretty strong car all mm -hmm. day stayed up front majority of the day third place was bubba wallace i will say right out the gate 
that is probably the best performance for a matter of fact i'll say it like this that was the most complete race the 23 has had all season and i think everything went right yep. from the pit stops yeah man speed and qualifying just straight off the truck like they look good at the entire weekend and i think that is a huge relief for that team going forward with as we only have a few more races left in the regular season but renee they finally got i think they finally fixed everything well not everything but they finally got it right it feels like as far as the 23 is concerned is what you're talking about yeah yeah absolutely i i completely agree from from the moment uh, that you when you, just like you were talking about from right off the truck and the qualifying and then just the the whole race itself to the pit and, and you know considering that they had this issue with the you know the whole you know the pit stops and everything like that they, they whatever it was they put it behind them and they moved forward and they put it to a a more positive outlook and 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 it, and look it, it it didn't win them the race but it got them number three and and i i think you know, and and of course, all of these drivers, they always want to win. You know, nobody wants to come in second. Nobody wants to come in third. But I bet but I bet you if you ask Bubba and that entire team, they were more than satisfied with number three. But you, you can rest assured that they're going to be looking to win the next race as well. Yeah, I'm sure they're going to. I'm sure they flew home pretty happy after that one. That was a pretty oh, big one for them. I would be very happy given the season that they've had. They've had a lot of close calls and a lot of moments where they definitely could have been running up front. But we'll see as we get ready to close out the regular season with a couple more races to go. Martin Truex Jr., as we continue to talk about playoffs, he is still on the outside looking in as of right now. Unfortunately, he has not got a win just yet. On points, he may survive, but obviously. We're looking at a chance to have more than 16 winners or 16 winners straight up make it into the playoffs. It may be a possibility at this point. Obviously, we've got Pocono, Indy, Michigan, Richmond, Watkins Glen, and Daytona left, which is not a long time when you really think about it. We've only got two more races left in July and four races in August, and then we have the playoffs. So Mm -hmm. time is ticking, and these teams that are on the outside looking in of the playoffs or at least in threat of being knocked out because they don't have a win. It, it's you know it's very possible. Like Ryan Blaney is also he's been a very consistent driver all season on points. Yes, if it was just by points, he'd be in third right now. So he would have yeah. you know been coasting. But because of the playoff format, unfortunately, he is now in a situation where despite them having a relatively good season on paper, just not in the win column. It's just not ever going. It's probably not going to end up showing for it at the end of the season if they don't make the playoffs. But that's yeah. just kind of where everything is right now. Another driver that's also looking for a win: Kevin Harvick came home in fifth. Denny Hamlin came home in sixth. Brad Keselowski was driving like a bat out of hell, quite clearly <laughs> we after get to coming that home too. in seventh. <laughs> yes, because I don't know if he was pissed off and he drove it to the front, but a top ten finish for the number six. That's not a bad day after that. Yeah. That was quite that was quite the conundrum. And yes, yeah, we will talk more about yeah, that. Considering considering what he did with that car, yeah, I I'll take numbers I'll take the seventh spot <laughs> easy myself. Eighth was Ross Chastain, ninth was Daniel Suarez, and to round out the top ten, the other twenty three XI entry and Kurt Bush came out there. And so yeah, that was a good day for him and I guess I could say for the notables, and we might as well start with Brad Keselowski and, and Austin Dillon. Those two in particular, on lap 163 and the caution came out, I swear to you, Renee, I walked to the kitchen to get something to drink because it was a caution. I turn around, I hear Dale Jr. saying, oh, look, and then I look around the corner and I see Austin Dillon and Brad Keselowski going at it like fisticuffs. I had no clue what happened initially until I saw the replay, but it was so weird and it was just the most unexpected beef. <laughs> to see but yeah there there was you know uh, kenny 
I I think I just I I did exactly what probably everybody else did and I went back to try to find what what started all that like what what happened how, where did that derive from and uh, you know because because even at the post the, the the post race interviews neither one of them really said anything and and you know I I'm trying to I was trying to listen to Austin Dillon, but he really didn't say anything other than the fact that he alluded hey, he to said he ain't talking to him. That, that they, they'd <laughs> had a beef for years. And I sat there scratching my head going, well, I don't remember that. Like, I mean, n- you know what I mean? Not not like that. Like, okay. Nah. Maybe, but, and Keslowski really didn't elaborate on anything. So, I mean, it just, <laughs> and, and then you go, back, you go back and you listen to the radio and it's just like you know what it reminded me of. It reminded me of. It reminded me of of a scene out of what was the name of that movie with Tom Cruise and the the race car. Oh, uh, Days, of Days of Thunder. Where where these two idiots start they they start wrecking their cars and, and I'm like man they just destroyed these cars. I'm like what the hell are they doing? Yeah, you know the crazy thing about that is I do love that scene by the way. But contrary to it, so. As I mentioned, we're going to Michigan in about two weeks, and ironically enough, Brad Keselowski and Austin Dillon had a, somewhat of a very, again, an odd run-in um, going to the end of the stage. Austin Dillon and Brad Keselowski came across one another. I think Brad Keselowski got under him and pretty much spun him out in the front stretch. It He hit the wall pretty hard. I mean, he was okay and everything, but it was very bizarre. Like, it was very random. At the time, from what I understand, you know, Brad was like, I'm sorry that happened, et cetera, et cetera. He hated that happened. This time around, he said, you know what, I'm not going to uh, talk to the media about it, which is very un... Well, I guess nowadays, it's very characteristic of him. Back in the day, in the earlier 2000s, when it was him and Kyle Busch and everybody else beefing against each other, you never would have seen that. He would have said whatever oh. he had to say, or maybe went after him, but... Yeah. Different, different Brad. I guess an older one as well. But uh, Austin said, "Look, I ain't got nothing to say to him." So yeah, um, you know, well. I actually thought that was funny. When she, <laughs> I thought that was so funny in the interview, and uh, the lady interviewing him was like, "So does this does this mean that there's a talking to uh, Brad Kislaus?" He goes, "Oh, I, I don't talk to him," and then just kind of walked off. Man, I started laughing, and I just said, "Oh my god!" And and it's just you know, it's so bizarre because at one point, you know, you just see Austin Dillon just kind of like run up on top of him, and then it was Brad Kislowski's reaction you know to 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 Austin Dillon that made it just even like whoa what the what in the hell is going on down there <laughs> even the guys in the booth were confused and I'm uh, telling and, you and I guarantee you if you ask anybody they st- nobody still really knows why that that particular instance happened I I mean I couldn't find anything even on even on the replays I'm still baffled at it, but hey, you know, I guess everyone's patience becomes low depending on the situation because, matter of fact, as we talk about Brad Kozlowski and AD, there was some frustration with Alex Bowman as well this weekend with Ty Dillon. Very early in the Correct. race, he he got into it. They wrecked out early, and Alex Bowman, unfortunately, didn't have a very good qualifying effort this past weekend, so it ultimately put him in the back. So it's not like he was in the front where he 
um, has naturally been uh, for a lot of the season, but this is the third DNF in the last four races. So it's been a little bit of a rough patch for the 48 team. He has some choice words for Ty Dillon, who, if you guys don't already know by now, will not be returning to Petty GMS next year. That ride will be open. Nobody knows exactly who it's going to be. Noah Graxon has been the rumored driver so far, but we will have to see as silly season continues. It's been pretty crazy so far, but that one was one, and he's like, hey, man, look, he drives like he's looking for a ride, and he's an idiot. I'm going to paraphrase here. Yeah. You want to know what else he said? You can go to our Twitter at Turns No Breaks. We did quote tweet it. So um, you want to see the full uncensored, I think, message. There you go. But yeah, yeah, he wasn't too happy. And I mean, hey, I mean, he's frustrated. I mean, I understand he's a frustrated driver. He doesn't want to be back there. And it's not really work, working in his favor. Obviously, he's locked into yeah. the playoffs. But still, I, I'm sure that's not a great feeling for the last, you know, about a month or so. Yeah, you're you're right, Kenny. You know, this was all just frustration, I believe, as well. That 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 just you know over overboiled, and it just you know kind of just came came to the forefront. You know, at at that moment when 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 he got tangled up with uh, Ty Dillon, and furthermore, I have a question about something I'm going to ask you, Kenny, because it was something that just kind of ran across my mind, and. You know, because we've been seeing and we've been hearing a lot of this lately, this whole listening to the radio, of course, you know, the fans can listen to it and stuff like that. You think that maybe NASCAR will do something to keep the drivers from popping off like that as far as, you know, use of profanity? I don't know. Honestly, probably no. I highly doubt it. So the the twist to radio is, or not even radio or driver radios, I should say. So, at least for TV's sake, nine times out of ten, it's been cut, and it's, you know, it's already been censored, but obviously, if you listen on NASCAR.com, and you have the radio, you know, the driver's audio playing, it is completely uncensored, and I think it's probably always going to be that way. I don't think it'll ever come to a point where it'll be censored, because I don't even think they'll even step in, because, I mean... Most of the time, this stuff is all heat of the moment, and that is why we have Radioactive. And yeah. I don't think Radioactive is going anywhere anytime soon, because it sells pretty well, from what I understand. It's a pretty popular uh, thing that releases every week. But yeah, I doubt that's ever going to happen. I've always enjoyed it, because I feel like it's just raw and uncut, and it's just real. And as much as NASCAR yeah, is on like the edge at times, that's why I enjoy it. So yeah, I've all, I will always appreciate that. But I will say one thing. If there was one thing that could go away, and I don't want to talk to you about this, and I, I've had this on my chest all week because I was in the house, wasn't really doing anything, and I was sitting back watching and watching uh, YouTube. And so my recommended, NASCAR used to do this, or whoever was over it, but there was a season review that I, I remember partic- in particular from when I was a kid. So the 2003 season, which if y'all don't know, that was the last NASCAR season one that was under the Winston umbrella, and the number two, that was the last regular or traditional points system season. That was the last one. And so Matt Kenseth, if y'all don't know, won the championship. He won one race in total, but he was very consistent the entire year. Only didn't finish two races out of 36 that year. So he had a great consistent year and he won the championship two weeks before the season ended. So, you know, obviously that spark was the chase. And now we're sitting here looking at the playoffs. It's elevated from 10 drivers to 16. But obviously the state we're currently at, the playoffs, I think we're going to either see someone miss that has no business missing at this rate, or it's going to end up having someone being left out despite maybe that 17 person. I'm not sure how this tiebreaker is going to work if that does come down to it, but if a 17 person happens to win, and they are they going to get bumped in? Is the other person that's in 16th because of a certain tiebreaker, are they going to get bumped out? I mean, this hasn't happened yet, obviously. We still got a couple more weeks left, um, but... 
it's just based on the tracks we have left. It's looking like it's definitely a possibility, but well, um, you know, yeah. Here, here's here's the crazy thing, Kenny. Is let's look back at at the stage winners, you know, all year round, pretty much. And I think Martin Truex Jr. has the most, doesn't he? I think he does, but you know, the crazy thing is, he can still miss the playoffs. Like it's very. And, and that's my point, and it's and yeah, it's absolutely it's <laughs> crazy. So, so this this goes into another question that I, I I've also had, Kenny. So, do you think that this moving forward after this year is this a trend, a, a new trend that we might start to see in NASCAR where we we start seeing so many different winners at at, at these races where. I mean, you're going to have to win to get in and maybe not necessarily rely on winning stages or or get in through points. I mean, at this rate, it's already there. But I think what for me is, if I'm being honest, I can obviously now I can say this uh, candidly as I want. But the playoffs, I'm going to be honest with you, it could be completely scrapped and I wouldn't wouldn't shed a tear. I really would not shed a tear. And the reason why I say that is I think. Right now, obviously, we've got a brand new car. It's a very, very good car. It is proven at this time, at least, that parity is possible. And you can have what you used to have back in the day with drivers that, let's say, someone you might not expect to necessarily win. Like, I'm just going to use an example of, like, Joe Nemechek winning at Kansas a long time ago. I think it was 2004, whatever year it was. Like, winning a race like that, had a good day, car was good. They, They came out there, they beat everybody that was, you know, contending for a championship mm-hmm. or whatever but um it's just like now you have a chance to see some guys you wouldn't you know expect to win a race so quickly obviously like the two cars out of track house no one expected that right out the gate but guess what they've got two wins tyler reddick a first-time winner and a you know obviously uh chase briscoe a first-time winner as well this year you know you got things like that happening and you know you you have the mm-hmm. recipe for a compelling championship already. It's been done. It's been done in the past, and it's literally like right there in your face. And I think, to me, whereas if I win eight races, I'm in the playoffs, you would think that just automatically gives me the upper hand. But if I have a bad couple weeks in the playoffs, it's not going to matter. Like the rest of my season doesn't matter. What I do within the you know 10-week time frame is going to mean more than what I did in the first 26 weeks of of the year. So I think that's where I'm not like that big of a fan of. I think, look, as long as the season is, look, make it worth it. And I think like if you want to make the argument like, well, you know, you still can win a lot of races and lose a championship. Yes, you can. Absolutely. Just like I mentioned in from 03, Matt Kenseth won one race. Ryan Newman won eight races that year, but he had a pretty bad section in that season and he dnf seven times so that makes a difference in the points and i think like that's what people really enjoyed about a championship of it being a compelling battle from february all the way until november or if someone happened to be that dominant they might have won two or three weeks before the season actually ended right i don't think we have the worry really of like oh man is nobody going to travel to a race because the championship is already over i don't think you're going to have that problem like it's all unfortunately it's already not what it used to be back in the day. So I don't really think that's the issue. I just think like obviously now the playoffs have gotten so big and where they're at currently and from, you know, from a a TV standpoint and from a marketing standpoint, it's gotten so much hype that that's just where it's at. But I think we could absolutely do without a playoff. Like I would be fine without doing it. I've watched the see. I've watched other racing series have a season 
it go down to the wire without doing any of that. You know, like none of it. You can have a compelling championship battle without doing that. It's possible. So I don't yeah. know. That's just my that's just my rant for for however long it's gonna be until my next one. But that's my rant. <laughs> well, let let's move on to another possible rant here. One one quick subject I wanted to touch on. So Bubba Wallace and the twenty three XI they 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 earned their third place finish, right? So I I wanna. I want to talk about specifically, and I wanted to touch on this earlier when we were talking about it, and I forgot. But so seeing Bubba Wallace finish third, you know, which I think is absolutely fantastic, like we talked about earlier. Do you feel like they have moved on past this this whole issue of what they had, you know, with what we were talking about with 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 Wallace and and the crew chief, and you do you think that they have finally moved past that, and that seeing them come in third can actually, you know, maybe hopefully propel them to be more consistent in and and finishing like top ten, top five. Hey, I'm sure it's a big morale booster for them going towards the season because I feel like this season has been like kind of, it's been kind of like not necessarily empty, but there's been a lot of chances where it's like, oh man, it's like a team that might have like 10 losses in the season, but for some reason they've only lost by a touchdown. So when you, if you look at it, (laughs) if you look at their record, if you look at their record, you're like, oh man, this team is absolute dog water. But if you go on paper and then you realize like, hold on. They only lost to Team X by seven. They lost to this team by two. Lost to that team by three. So clearly they're playing well, but they just can't complete a game. And I think in this right. situation, they had a complete race. Like everything went good from start to finish. Like from the beginning of the very the very beginning of the weekend all the way through. Like they had a very, very solid weekend. Pit stops are great. I think Bubba had slid through his pit box, and I think it was because it was still a little slick. You know, those things happen. But otherwise, like everything else just went went correct and I mean I think also like Bubba had mentioned I think the mental game you have to play with yourself for these type of things is like okay I have to lock myself in for this look I know that we have a few more weeks left in the regular season we do have a shot at being able to make the playoffs we're we can go there's a couple places we can go to on the remainder of the schedule that we could be good at and we definitely could have a chance at actually winning and getting in um to me obviously Daytona it's probably one of the biggest ones yeah, on, the, on the calendar too. for them to close out. But that might not that that very well could be too late, depending on how things shake down for the next couple of weeks. But another place I think they will probably do well at is Michigan. Very similar to Auto Club in size and the way that track races. Yeah. I think I think they'll be in, in pretty good contention for that one as well. But um we'll have to see. But All right. I think this is good regardless, even if they don't make the playoffs. Playoffs. I think if you're able to, <laughs> I think if you're able to, you know, close out the regular season on a high note and finish this regular season out as best as you can, you know, you take that positive on this first year, this new car, and you go into the next year, you know, you obviously try and, you know, take that same momentum yeah. into next season. So, yeah, a lot left to decide, it feels like. And I mean, it's going to go down to the wire at this rate. Like I said before, it's going to well, be crazy. I, I don't know. We might right. get a we might get a new winner this weekend. Who knows? But we'll yeah, see. Yeah, I think I think you're right. I think it is going to come down to the wire for a lot of these drivers, especially ones who have like you put it, almost have no business missing the playoffs. And and just like the the two we talked about, you know, Martin Trex Jr., Kevin Harvick, you know, it, I I can't, I can't imagine, you know, playoff without those two names being not being in the lineups, but it 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 certainly looks like it could it could be a possibility. So with that, Kenny, if you don't have anything else, I think we can move on to some predictions at Pocono, my brother. Yes, sir. 
All right, so let's get into our predictions. Pocono, here we come. Kenny, who you got? It's time for race predictions. All right, we are going to the tricky triangle for the one and only time this season. So last year, Kyle Busch won it, which was in a crazy fashion after they got that car back in gear, which was insane. But I think for me, I am actually going to go with someone who has been historically pretty good there. I'm going with Denny Hamlin as my main pick. And then for my alternative pick, I am actually going to go with his teammate, Martin Truex Jr., who has also had a couple wins at Pocono. So those are my two picks. I'm rolling with the Toyotas. Renee, who you got? All right, well, here we go. Mines are going to be pretty much simple and straight to the point. I am actually going for my main pick. It's going to be nothing other than Chase Elliott. I'm going with the number nine to win this race. I, I just believe Chase has just been kind of just been that guy who's been pretty dominant this whole season. And I think this is just going to be another win underneath his belt to separate him from the pack even more if he hasn't already. And number two, as far as my... My alternative pick, Kenny, I'm actually also going to go with Martin Truex Jr. If, if, if he's going to win a race and put himself in the in the playoff, this is the one that he's going to do it at. So Chase Elliott is my main pick. Martin Truex Jr. is my alternative picks. Those are our picks, and we are sticking with them. What say you, fans of All Turns No Breaks? If you think you want to let us know who's going to win and who your alternative pick is, please hit us up on our social media at turns no breaks that's at turns no breaks across the board at turns no breaks and let us know who you think is going to win so if you know anybody else who loves nascar just as much as you do just as much as me and kenny do let please let them know about all turns no breaks let them know that this is a podcast for fans by fans for kenny and myself we will see you next week on another episode of all turns and no breaks all right y'all stay hydrated man be easy Thanks so much for tuning in. 